Ultra. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are finishing up Disney's The Little Mermaid one minute at a time. It's our final episode. I'm Kestra Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski, and Kestra is already crying <laughs> about this being our last episode of The Little Merminute. Yep, The Little Merminute is is wrapping up. Well, tell us, tell us how it ends. So we're talking about Minute 83, which begins going off of the Blu-ray version with technology credits scrolling and it finishes with with uh with the modern logo and then the warning for for piracy right but the the um the the end of the movie not the end of the disc we'll say is that that modern disney castle logo yes on disney plus it does uh start it ends with the modern disney castle logo and then goes into international credits international credits right they don't have to do the the piracy warning or i guess maybe they do i don't know i just know it goes into the international credits and that's where we stop yes all right what do you have to tell me about these last credits not a ton not a ton it the the there's the modern logo which i thought we might want to talk about just i feel like we've talked we've about talked that about the logo before yeah so. i like i like the classic blue logo i've no, i i still and maybe we talked about it before i don't know what the like the breaking in the like the brake lines throughout it. You know, there's like seven or eight like brake lines through it. And I don't know why those are there. Yeah. Do you have any? No. Okay. Um, I, but like the blue logo is, is pretty foundational for me, but the modern logo is really nice. Um, it will be interesting to see when they switch the logo up. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to switch it up a ton because they have done things where they like tweak the modern logo, um, like Incredibles 2 has an incredible themed yes. you know, logo where it's like red and black. Um, when Mulan came out on Disney Plus, that had, um, the, it was a different castle. It was yes. one of one of the, the Chinese park castles. Um, I don't know which one, actually. I think it was Shanghai, but I could be wrong. I could be yeah, completely but wrong. It, so, so the castle looks like pretty structurally different. Um which is which is cool and so they're really just adapting like they have the baseline one and then they adapt it a little bit depending on the movie yes um but they don't change it up too too much most of the time um so it'd be interesting to see if they like really do like fundamentally change it up because i mean okay actually in the early 2000s they had changed up they were doing like the the classic core logo but they were putting it on different surfaces or different textures or different yes. colors a little bit. And I think that started with with Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, that's what I think. That's the with first like time I remember it. And then but I, I remember like definitively having a different one for um for Atlantis. I know there's a yes. different one for Treasure Planet. And so there's some some cool things that they do with that. Um and and so they've kind of kept doing that in the modern ones where like when it's warranted they'll do a, a little adjustment to it and everything, but, yeah. and I, but, but, I mean, like those early two thousands ones were changes from the nineties logo, yes. and then the the adjustments now are changes to like the twenty. When did that first one I start? Was no that like twenty fourteen or something? Maybe. It, so it's that's been the logo for a while. It yeah, has. I don't know when it when it switched to like it the big like three dimensional but... castle and the 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 river running through it and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
And so if they change that and then they start doing, um, you know, adaptations based on the the film, that'll be an interesting thing I've, because because I mean, they should change that up every 20 I've, years yeah. or so. I think it does kind of reflect um, era changes like we've yes. talked about. Right. We've we've got the five eras in our mindset. Um, and but they didn't really have a big logo before the 90s, except unless it was just like the the we will have to study that out some but like the walt um, disney yeah and so you and you have like different versions of like the walt disney yeah um lettering and all that sort of stuff Um, while i agree with you i really do like i think that's probably my favorite the 90s like blue shutter kind of there's no reason that should be our favorite i don't i don't know like there is nothing about it 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 that that means that it should be our favorite i do have a soft spot for the modern one because of an art that you painted for me yeah, but that's not important. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, like I said, I think it kind of reflects transitions in the eras. And and you and I are theorizing that we are going to hit another era in in, in Disney films, particularly Disney animated films, right? Yes. Like like we are due the the time frame for these eras, especially the last little while, is about ten years, and so. That goes, you know, 90 to 2000, 2000, 2010 ish, 2010 to 2020 ish. Like we are due for a transition in the animated era of Disney filmmaking. And then about a few years after that, you would expect to see a transition in in the logo. I would think I'm but I'm trying to remember. I think it maybe does have the the modern logo on Tangled. But I think it might, but I can't. But I'm not sure. It may have been because it was the 50th. It may have like started around then. or So maybe they're waiting for a big thing. I don't know. Like 75 or so, 100. We're about to get the 60th film, right? Like yeah. they're they're very close to um, it. At the time of recording, Raya is about to come out. At the time of release, Raya will have just come yeah, out. Yeah, when you're listening to this episode, you could probably pull up Raya. Yeah, you can have it for premiere access on Disney Plus or for select theaters that are mm-hmm. open right now. Um, um, and so that one will kind of gauge what like that that could gauge us on if they are wrapping up or if they're starting or yeah a new i mean era. and and like you can't really define the era until until a few in, years until like later. three or four films have come out in that in that new era right like yes. you can't really tell that the renaissance is over until you've watched dinosaur and atlantis and emperor's new groove and you know whatever the next one is um once you've watched those you're like this feels I different feel like the- right like by the time you've watched all three of those, which are the first three films after Fantasia 2000, right? When you've watched those three, you're like, wow, this does not feel like Little Mermaid and Pocahontas and Hunchback of Notre Dame yes. and Mulan and Hercules, right? This is but... like, they're not musicals. There's all this stuff. And it's a little different right now because it's been a mix of musicals and non-musicals. Yeah, whereas the Renaissance like, was all musical. I feel like with with the modern era, starting with Tangled in our, in our opinion, um, you could tell that something was starting right off the bat because well, three dimensional animation, three dimensional animation, and difference in in the story and in the music as well as mm-hmm. the the animation, like you said, and and the way that they they the animation, not just three D, but the the animation style for especially the the princesses. Yeah, yeah, and so you've and got so tangled. right off the bat with Tangled, you could tell that there was something happening, and then you had. Um, winnie the pooh and then i don't count any of the winnie the pooh films as <laughs> era as, as as like era influenced like that that is some sort of 
obscure art style that is not era specific, no matter what. Like Winnie the yes. Pooh films are Winnie the Pooh films, no matter when they've come out. Yes, that is true. Um, they have more in common with each other than they have in common with the the Disney era yeah. in which they've been produced. But after, and then it was Wreck-It Ralph. Was Wreck-It Ralph the next one? I think so. Okay, so you've got like Tangled Wreck-It Ralph, um, Frozen, um, Big Hero 6. Like th- those are the, these are the films that we're talking about in, in the modern era. And like you can't sustain that forever before it's going to transition to something else. And yeah. so Raya could be... Well, we are expecting a turning point, but we, like we said, we, we got to see three or four, not, but... three, three or four films before we can start to realize that transition. Yes. Um, and, and they've also been like kind of tight lipped. So we don't know exactly what's coming out we, like, right away. I think like there like might Raya be some songs, but and... I really have no idea. Oh yeah. We don't know. We don't know songs. if Raya I is saw something, I a saw... musical something dropping songs but i don't know if it was like singing songs or it's just or a pop song just, attached to it or if it's something. just a pop song attached to it or if it's just like a big like underscore so- song yeah. that sounds really good like i don't know what we're expecting and then um encanto is coming up and that should be a musical that that seems to be the expectation because lin-manuel miranda yes. is, is working on that one so you would expect that um, but yeah, we've been kind of like mixed musicals and, and non-musicals, right? Like you've got Moana, definitely a musical. You've got Zootopia, definitely not a musical, right? And so musical is not, and not musical is not necessarily going to be a big indicator of, no, of the transition. If they have, more... if they have several films without music for a while, it's like, okay, like what's going on? Or if they do several non like classic brand princess films yes. for a while, then that's going to be a thing. That's what happened in, in the two thousands. But you're you're not going you're it's really I don't think it's going to be music that is going to define a change. Mm-mm. It's going to be anim it might be animation style, but it's probably going to be more storyline, story based. Yeah. On, um, on if it's like a really if it's really veering away from what the modern has been doing with heroes and, and here, here's one thing you can count on if they all of a sudden are doing like. No, these are all animal films, like not just having a Zootopia, but if they suddenly are going like real heavy animals, because I'm talking Chicken Little, Bolt, Home on the Range, <laughs> right? When you dinosaur, when you hit really heavy on like, OK, we're not doing people, we're doing animals that that could be a, a clear indicator, right? Yes. Because that's one of the big things in the dark era is like, OK, this is like all animals all the time, like a ton of talking animals. Right. Robin Hood, Oliver and Company, mm-hmm. Great Rescuers, Mouse Great Mouse Detective. Um, Jungle Book is like very heavily talking animals. Um, and so if it's really heavy on the talking animals, that, that might be that might be a sign. Um, yes. And right now it's not super heavy on talking animals. Right. It's it's very light because it's like just Zootopia. That's the only talking animal I can I can think of. a little bit in Moana, I guess, if you can't like Tomatoa. If you count Tomatoa. Um, but he's also like, uh, like so maybe that's different. the that's the thing to watch for is yes. the talking animal centric films like, okay like, three out of the last five films are talking animals. This is something's yeah. up. If if you've listeners, if you've watched Raya and the Last Dragon, give us your thoughts on how you, what you think of it, mm-hmm. and also uh, if you think it is leaning towards a different era or not. We we'd love to hear what you have. And we will it. still be podcasting by the time it switches to the next era. I, yes. I am sure. Because somewhere in the next 10 years, it's got to switch, right? Like, I would be very surprised if it's if it's not within the next five years. Yes. Um, But, like, 
you got to wait and see, right? We could, we could scour the like rumors and expectations, but also like sometimes what they've announced doesn't actually get released. There's a ton of things that have been dropped and then picked back up and dropped. And especially over the last year. Yeah. Um, and so we like, we will be paying attention to this. We're, I, I consider us Disney scholars. And so we are watching <laughs> for these transition points and maybe we'll be the ones to like announce it and declare it. Like this is where it changes. That yes. that would feel cool. We'd have to have a lot more listeners than we currently have yes. um, for that to actually matter. But I, I would not be surprised if like for the most part, eras have been defined by like bloggers, um, yeah. like, like historians and, and book publishers to some degree, but in the last little while it's really been bloggers. And that's where we see like the arguments about nine versus seven, Nobody else seems to talk about five. five. Um, we say five. Um, but five I think is more simple. Podcasters might be like where it happens. Yes, it might be one. because that podcasting has come out really strongly in the last, I don't know, year, <laughs> three uh, years, five years, three years, I'd say. Well, five years. But I feel like especially over the last year, a lot more people have had the time to listen to. And podcasts. there's a lot of Disney podcasts that are like. No, like we talk about Disney, like this is the Disney press yes. uh, roundup is listening to Disney podcasts. So, And while we're a Disney movies by minute podcast, we still talk about Disney, the company in general and everything to do with Disney because there's so much. Yeah. So we will be watching and, and we'll let you know if it seems like something's settling in. Um, yeah. We'll be paying attention for, for the next couple of films. I mean, like just you got to look at like the three most recent films and that'll be... That'll yes. be what I'm using to like define it. Yes. Uh, so should we get back to? I have one more thing to say about the credits. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> we, the last thing I want to say about the credits is that there is no mention of Ron or John as the directors. I thought they were at the very beginning. No. So Ron and John don't have a credit, in, even though they're, in the they're end. like like. Oh, at the end. At the end, they, there's a credit at the very, very beginning. Like, okay, very beginning. I thought beginning, you were talking but, about the beginning not, of the the of that's these. What, credits. I thought they did have one. No. So, so in the rolling credits at the back of the film, nothing for Ron and John. No. They're only credited at the beginning of the film. At least as far as I could tell, and I tried to pay very close attention. Which, I I believe you, right? If you say that's what it is, then I'm going to anticipate that that's that's the case. But that is kind of weird, right? Um. <laughs> But, like, production for animated films is so different from, like, seeing the director's credit on an animated film and the writing credit and everything. It's like, this is so different from from, from live action motion yeah. pictures, right? It, like, it is a very, very different mechanism for production, right? I have – I've um, I listened to, to um, a podcast which had a very interesting – it wasn't even, like, really an interview, but it was an explanation – um, about Frozen 2 and some of the songs that were were cut from it and everything. Yes. And the like production mechanism and, and pattern mm-hmm. for the film. And so it was the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Um, and, and people come in with stupid debates. Um, and then it's adjudicated. But Judge John Hodgman um, is neighbors with... Um, with the, the 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 songwriters for for Frozen, um, Christopher, uh, Chris Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Anderson Lopez. Yeah, um, so they're like his neighbors, um, and so he's like, well, this is a question about Frozen too. Let me just bring them over, and so <laughs> wow. he did, and and so the the argument was about where in the story is one of the deleted songs supposed to take place, 
And so a husband and wife are like, well, like based on this, it seems like it should, it should occur here. So I'm going to treat it like this. And one of them says, well, no, it like, I think it should be here. And I had my own opinion about it. I was like, I've listened to that song. It definitely sounds like it's supposed to be right here. And it was basically, should it be at the beginning or the end of the film? Um, And so the songwriters are coming in. They're like, well, the way you make a Disney musical is not necessarily the way you think a movie is made, right? Like, the way that we develop story and we develop the songs and we develop the music, it's all kind of getting developed at the same time. And then a product kind of gets made out of what is there. And so when we have a deleted song, it doesn't necessarily have a place. And so when we wrote it, it was, you know, with this kind of character arc in mind for these characters and that character arc does not happen. And so this song doesn't belong at the beginning or the end. Like, the way we wrote it, this is early for the character arc, but again, that character arc doesn't occur, so it doesn't really have a place at the beginning or the end of the film because it wasn't removed from the film. It's It has like a beginning or an end of this kind of story concept. Um, wow. And so writing and directing and all that sort of stuff, like it gets really, really complicated, right? The story development gets really, really complicated. And so it's it's interesting that you don't have like Ron and John at the end but like being a director of an animated film is so different because they're like managing that whole development process not so much managing like okay we're shooting we're filming let's frame the shot and everything like ron and john are are like project managers yeah in in a bigger sense because the i believe the credits all like it actually starts with animating directors Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't have directors for the film in as a whole yeah. Listed anywhere. It just starts with like the specific I mean, it, directors. Like Ron and John are listed as the directors at the beginning. At of the, the film. beginning. They're listed right. as directors for the film. Yeah. But then it the the end credits start with animating directors. Yeah. And and also like it becomes really, really weird to try and nail down writers because animated films don't necessarily have like a script the way you have a shooting script. Like this is this is the reference yes. text, right? Everything has to follow this. All the lines have to be this. But in an animated film, you have a lot more flexibility. It's like a lot of the time the lines are being recorded before they're fully animated, right? They might be partially animated and, and then fully animated after the lines are read. There is also a credit that you you were confused by, which is a additional dialogue. We, we don't know if that's like... Is that if, that they wrote something or did they speak something? Howard Ashman or, was credited in that, so we don't know if he like... like is that because Howard Ashman was like directing added, yeah. Jody in the booth and like had her add a but line? He, he also or, would have... He would also change some of the writing, some of the dialogue yeah. written, so we don't know if And so that's, like when it says additional dialogue, it's like, does that mean he rewrote yeah. things? And like... And they don't have to work from a script book the way they do in in filming because they can say, okay, like, well, why don't you just draw the scene a little bit differently? Yeah. Right. Like you, like here's what needs to be happening. Here's what we're working with. Like it's a lot of storyboarding and concept work. And then it, and then it gets refined down into the actual cells of animation and everything. But it's still like someone creatively drawing it in that moment. It's not anyone performing it in that moment, except for the voice work, which again, they can animate to voice work. Yes. Instead of, voicing to animation in the, a lot of cases and they do both but the, the whole process for an animation film i feel like would be very interesting to just observe and and see and i think it's probably more teamwork like for for directing and for creating it than you might see in other films too while other films 
um, that are not animated definitely have a ton of credits too. Mm -hmm. I feel like with an animated film, you're incorporating so many more people at once and into a specific scene altogether. Like it's a lot of conference room decision making and then like someone gets an assignment, right? It's like it's, have, a, it's a lot like, like work projects instead of performance. Yeah, you have like the background animation, you have the character animation, you have everybody who works with on the in-betweens and the character keys and the colors mm-hmm. and the uh, we we didn't talk about how they they out uh, source to the Florida studio for Ink and Paint. We mm-hmm. like you have all the computer the, stuff that's getting brought you in. You have the computer stuff. You have the music. You have the dialogue. You have the people who are observ- uh, supervising everybody who's doing all these supervising things. animators and, and and like it's. I feel like it's really a teamwork to create even just one frame and even just like a, a whole scene together. It's a whole. It's everybody coming together to to mm. like be at, put in their inputs and. And everything. And, and, it, and in a way, and like this goes back to us saying, like, it really is fair to have a completely separate category in, in award systems because, like, there's still all those kinds of things going in. Like, it's such a collaboration in filming, right? You have costume, you have backgrounds, you have sets, you have, um, you know, stunts and pyrotechnics and, and effects yes, and all that sort of it's It doesn't seem like. It, it, like but that's it not conference seem... room. Like, okay, let's, yeah. let's work together, talk about it, make a decision. Okay, here's what you're supposed to go do. Yeah. And then, and then, like, ultimately, like someone goes and draws some animation. It doesn't seem like with an, with with having all those costumes and makeup and sets and mm-hmm. and all those, they're not working together as much. They're all going to like one person. What? Whereas it, this is more conference room like, and you're like you're talking to someone else that you wouldn't on yeah. a, a better and, set. And it's really weird because like in in a in a live action set, right? Like there's all those different tasks and everything and then there's a million people on set. Yes. making a scene and then when it's animation, it's like okay, like you have dozens of people and then they all go to their desk and they draw something. Right? Yeah. Like dozens of people now go do an individual thing, right? Like and they're not you don't have five people together drawing the same thing the way you have five people on a set filming a single scene. Yes. You like and you might have Two people drawing different characters for the same scene. Yeah. Right? That get layered on. It's not one person drawing Ariel and Eric and Flounder and Skittle. It could be different people because they can layer them on with the cells and the the digital compositing and all that sort of stuff. It's a really, really different process that, like, I'm realizing now, like, we have kind of absorbed what this process looks like without really thinking about what this process looks like. Like, I've seen so many behind-the-scenes things for both live action and animation. And now is the first time that it's really striking me. Like this is a completely different kind of thing. And being a director for animation is so different from live action. And I feel like we should say, we're not saying that like the live action um, behind the scenes and everything is, is like bad or not worth of anything. It's, it's really good too. And it's yes. really important and everything. We're just we're, saying We're trying it's to point different. out the differences, right? Because I feel like people in general we're are going to be more yeah. familiar with the live action. We're not saying one animation is better than live action. We're just saying that something is, there's differences there. Yeah. And, and I like, we are working through like, oh my gosh, this is super different, right? Yes. Like I never realized how different all of this yes. stuff is. And like, what the production concept and the production studio space and like the office space and everything like this is so different to have people where it's like when it's an animated film, you have to have a ton of desks for people. And when it's a, when it's a a live action film, 
you don't have to have a million desks for a million people. You have to have space for a million people to be in the same room yeah. at the same time while you're filming on this green screen or this set or this yeah. or or an outside shoot and you have all these cameras and everything. And then it's like you can get by with fewer cameras on on animation because it's like okay everything goes to the camera the multi-plane camera in in like old terms like yeah everything goes to this yes. one multi-plane camera and when you're filming like you have um um oh man what's the what's the terminology for like if it's not like the main actors and stuff who goes in films like landscape shots and stuff like that it, it's not the b team it, like the assistant directors or something I right don't, I, I can't um, think of the term but essentially it's it's like you know the the assistant team, yes. right? They go film a bunch of, of stuff that is still part of the movie. And like, that's not going to happen with animation. You might have something kind of like that for who's drawing some of the background characters. But you have like specific background animators. Yeah. And that's background animators, right? Yeah. And so, and like it's it. everybody it has their own rules. And we should also mention, again, we've, we've mentioned it before, but probably not in a, a few weeks, how they, how they were taken to a completely different area to work on this film. Yeah. So they had, they, they were in a very they subpar had to, adapt to a different space workplace to, to do this. And, and yet they, they came together and went, did, and did something amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Any final thoughts on, on the credits? No. Okay. Then before we totally wrap up, we should talk about some live action stuff. Live action. Little mermaid is, is going to come out. I don't actually have like I don't want to get into like what are my expectations or what should they do what no. shouldn't they do I like that's not something that I want to get super into. They have Alan working on it. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah, Alan is going to. I trust that Alan's going to take care of us. They have Lin Manuel Miranda uh, coordinating with with Alan Menken. Yeah, they're working together, and that's awesome too. And they they they've already worked on some stuff before. And, yeah, like and I, I don't know when really... we're I don't know when we're going to start to see like. Um, like photos or or production work know. or or something, but like they're working on this movie. Like, they like they this started movie to is... work on it before um, everything happened in twenty twenty, and then they had mm-hmm. to shut shut down for a long time. But like, I don't know the timeline on this movie. Like, it we could start getting a lot of info really soon. Like, yeah, and um, then suddenly. And the other live action thing is the most recent. Um, Little Mermaid, like additional production, it was they did a, a Wonderful World of Disney live action stage mixed with animated film stuff. That's on Disney Plus. It was it was on TV over a year ago. Yeah, I think um, it was for the thirty the the thirty fifth anniversary, the thirtieth anniversary, thirtieth anniversary, thirtieth anniversary in in twenty nineteen. Yes, yeah. um, it was pretty cool. Um, I didn't love everything about it, but some the, stuff was really really cool. The opening I thought was really was really, really great mm-hmm. it, uh the way that they took down the the curtain was that, really that one cool. Was super cool the way they incorporated some stuff with the audience was kind of fun mm-hmm. uh there were some things i was like they're kate they're leaning too much on the animated film i want to see more there were some long sequences of, of animated film mostly they did live action for the, the songs, songs right and they they expanded those and used like the broadway versions and things yes. like that fathoms below was I thought was really good. The dancing yeah. and, and everything was great. Yeah. Um, and, and overall I was like, okay, this is interesting. I would be happy to see more of that. Right. I, if they did that for, for more movies where they're like mixing, 
um, some live action performance and giving up different performers and and like cameo performers an opportunity. Yeah, but, but also using the the animated film as like this is our structure and stuff like that. I would be happy to see more more of this sort of stuff. We'd be going in with a with a different mindset than I think most people went into this. I think they were thinking more that was going to be live action because they really what the title of this this mm-hmm. thing they really focused on the live action. Yeah, and so. I think they and I think that was kind of confusing. Or... I think that was confusing because like everyone was hearing news about how they were like making the live action yes. film, right? The 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 remake and yes. and I, so I think there was some confusion there. But as like a a little stage, wonderful world of Disney like concert. Um, they should really focus on it being just like a concert. I think they concert would be concert a better rather better, than like better a term. live action. Yeah, thing. like like a live concert. Because I know that it got some backlash being like, this isn't what I was expecting. This isn't what I mm-hmm. I really wanted. But, but I would I would love to see more things like this. I think like it could this, be a lot of fun. Especially if they advertised it a little differently. Yeah. Um, but I think it could be a lot of fun. And, and like getting actors to come in and like play these parts that like, oh, I have like an image in my mind of animated versions of these things. And yes. then like to have performers come do it like, oh, that's really fun and interesting. I thought the stage was really cool. Like the the layout of the mm-hmm. stage was really cool that they had. And so I think this would be a really, really fun concert experience to to do for um, for other stuff. And it's a little bit like stuff that they do at the parks. Yeah. Right. They have shortened versions of, of the movies that they perform at the parks. We've seen Frozen. Um, we've seen Frozen. Aladdin was a really big one. Yes. I think they've done Lion King stuff. They they have they have a festival of the Lion King at Animal Kingdom, which is kind of like this, but not not exactly at all. Um, it mostly focuses on like there's, acrobats. There is there's a Little a Mermaid be- there's a li- show that we saw on our honeymoon that has like puppets. It may be gone now. I think it is gone because of the pandemic. They um well they they don't have things going on right now with with performances. But I think I think they might be saying that it's it's going now. Yeah. Um, they had they had a Beauty and the Beast one that was really really good, but now they're changing it to something else. Um, but I think this could be a, like a fun little niche thing to have on Disney Plus is like do these these concert performance of of classic Disney movies. I think it could be a lot of fun to. I mean, and it kind of goes in line with um, for a while. I don't know if it was ABC or Disney, but someone was doing like sound of music live on stage. They did Grease live it on was stage. It NBC, I believe. A- NBC? Okay. Um, but like, there's like a, there is music, a little market for hairspray yeah. and um, Grease. Grease. I think they did a couple others. But like, it's fun to see people performing in that way. And I think, I think it could be really, really fun. Um, for Disney movies. So yeah. um, I think Aladdin could be a lot of fun. Little Mermaid was, was great. I think Beauty and the Beast could be really amazing where you're having live action performance of the yeah. songs, the, the musical numbers primarily. Um, so that's something I'd be really, really interested in seeing more of. Yeah. Especially if they they had it titled something different or maybe changed some of the things that they did. Mm-hmm. Because there were some things that were like, know about that but like overall we thought it was good yeah like there there was enjoyment to be had but like for right now i'm probably like i will watch the animated movie um but i like again like as something special as something different to to watch once or or to to like have a special thing celebrate yeah an anniversary anniversary or something 
Yeah. yeah so maybe uh, it's probably not going to happen 2021 for for Beauty, Beauty and, the, and Beast, the Beast. But probably not. But I would be excited if it did. Like I would I would watch it. Yes. Yeah. Any last things for you to say about Little Mermaid before we really wrap it up? I love this. I I've loved doing this podcast. I'm and I've I have a special spot um for Ariel in my heart and this movie and I really love this film and this podcast that we we've put together. And I'm getting emotional. <laughs> All right. Well, then we should. We what should... about you? I I was hoping to avoid doing it. <laughs> nope. You have to say something. I said something. You now have to. This has been. Um, I'm so happy that we came back to, and finished it after after like the three year hiatus in the midst of it. Um, really, really hard to come back into it. Um, it was really, really scary to come back into it after we had recorded so much and then saying, okay, we need to get back on track up with it. Um, but I'm really, really happy that we did. And I'm looking forward to us continuing the podcast and, and moving forward, hopefully with a steadier pace and, and, um, shorter breaks overall. Thank you listeners for sticking with us, even yes, though it's we been should, we should a definitely... long time. It's, it's been a while since we last re- since we first recorded the Little Mermaid's uh, first episodes and and Snow White and some of you have stick stuck with us even though it's been a, a, a there was a big gap in between and we're so grateful that you guys have listened to us and have been a part of of our little podcast. Mm-hmm. And and we are so happy that we've gotten through our second film and, and we're looking forward to, to the future. To doing more, I'm, yes. I'm already doing stuff for hundred and Dalmatians to yeah. prepare. And, um, we should say thank you to, to dueling genre. Um, the, the, the host for all of our stuff. Um, we, we appreciate dueling genre and, and the support that we've gotten through that. Um, and, and all of our guests, um, that has been fantastic. Having guests is as one of our favorite parts of doing these podcasts is getting to interact with other people and, and get insight and stories and, and all of that sort of stuff. And so we, we hope to continue all of these kinds of things, but that's all that we have for you on the little mermaid listeners. We are part of dueling genre and you can find us and many other podcasts on duelinggenre.com. There you can also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all the dueling genre productions we're on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels Group. Follow us on the social media. We are going to try to stay like Active. productive on those as we are getting geared up for, uh, for the next as movie. We, as we move closer to to po- uh, posting stuff for 100 Dalmatians, I will be sharing some little things about hundred donations, but between then and there, we'll just, we, we should still have some steady content. We'll have steady content and post about just Disney stuff in general. And we'd love your input and, and, and activity there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out movies by Great place to see a lot of different movies that are doing the same thing. So if you've enjoyed our journey through the little mermaid um, one minute at a time. There are other, other movies to to discuss and to listen to them discuss one minute at a time. There's always new ones that are coming out. So you could get in there and maybe you can be like, I want to be a guest on that. You can, you can dip your toes in that way. <laughs> dip your toes in water <laughs> joke. Um, 
thanks to, to Scott Tofty for our theme music and Nick English for our artwork. And I was about to say until next time, but that's not how it works today. Thank you for making us part of your world.